the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, our listening audience, we would be disappointed if I didn't ask you, what's going on with the weather in Denver today? Chris, good morning. I got to tell you what's going on. We now have the all-time longest record with no measurable snow in Denver ever. It's 200 and, I don't know, 30-some days. Today, it will be a balmy Miami 72 degrees here, and our 10-day forecast is looking the same, Chris. I don't know if ski season's coming. I got buddies coming out after the holidays, after the first of the year, right before Martin Luther King week because it's a little quiet. And I don't know if we're going to just watch NFL football or go skiing, Chris, because it is warm and dry. So that's what's going on in this great place. How about your world? Well, Mike, I got to ask you a question. Is you, you and your family, and for uh, Thanksgiving vacation, you were in Florida. Was it warmer in Denver now than it was when you were in Florida over Thanksgiving? You know it was, Chris, it was even, and it rained a little bit in Florida. So it was actually good for my family to see rain because we forgot what it looked like or snow. But then we, yeah, we were Florida. Then we went to New Orleans and then had a basically a good old Mardi Gras kind of Thanksgiving, which was a blast. But Thanks for asking. But that being said, yeah, the temperatures were the exact same. So I didn't get away to escape the weather because it was the exact same in Denver as it was in Florida and in Louisiana. Well, then, Mike, you you, you come back home. And then as we were talking just before we got on uh, the air, there's always something going on in the Coggle household. Yep. But this one happened to involve your dog. Tell me about that. Oh, check this out, Chris. This is first. I'll just preface this with. Love my dog, Rue. He's a Gordon Setter. He's a beautiful dog. He's a great hunter. And he's a great house dog at the same time. A lot of times you can't mix the two together. He's the kind of guy that can lay on the couch, take a nap, watch cartoons, and go find birds and point on those things like there's no tomorrow. So when it's time for him to go to work, he knows. So obviously everybody in this family loves this dog. Tuesday night, I'm watching the television with Romy just chilling, my eldest daughter. And my dog, Rue, comes in, lays on the couch and starts acting really weird. I'm talking really weird. Head starts acting like a bobblehead. Starts um, getting glassy-eyed. Can't do anything. He's acting almost like he's having a seizure. I get him to the floor to try to get him a treat, Chris. And he, honest to God, fell on the floor. Just fell out on the floor. So we start figuring out, okay, this is not a game. Fortunately, there's an animal hospital within a mile of my house. Take him to the emergency animal hospital that has, you know, 24-hour care. They take him in and they say, we're seizure. Neurologist won't be here till tomorrow at noon. We got to keep him overnight. Here we go. So they call the next morning and go, we don't have the neurologist. He's still in really bad shape. And he's, you know, we got a catheter. We got an ID. We got everything. They treat him just like they would treat us a human, doing everything they can. I'm pretty sure and I'm going to lose this dog. I don't know what's going on. Chris, what I find out is they go, it appears he may have ingested marijuana. And as you know, in Colorado, it's been legal since 2013. But what's stranger, Chris, is nobody in my house does marijuana. Not me, not my wife. No gummies, no fun pills, no chocolate bars, nothing. We just don't do it. Never have. Um, you know me, I'm pretty far right anyway. Let's I'll not figure that one out. And uh, it turns out that when he was, I think, at the dog park, somebody must have dropped a whole container or a baggie or whatever of gummies, and he ate it. And they 
figured out that he probably had more marijuana in him than than Carter has pills, as they say, from back in the day. So my dog ended up not having a seizure. My dog ended up, Chris, stoned, stoned real bad. And they said, we're guessing by the way the urine's coming out and all these tests they can do, that he could be this way for three days. Chris, at $1,100 a day, I got him back this morning. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, emergency hospital for a dog, $1,100 for three days. Merry Christmas. And what's even crazier is I love my dog to death. He's going to be fine. He's going to be great. It's just like a human being stoned. Tell you one thing, besides you knowing that you've got a little story that I want you to share in a second too, my kids, I guarantee you will never touch marijuana in their life. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you there's one lesson. You know, I'm always looking for a silver lining. And they're like, Dad, is that what it does to people? And I go, yep. And we got him back and we're lucky, lucky, lucky. And his was un, un, unintentional, but that's what it does to people. Speaking of, of, of stories, Chris, I got a $3,300 dog, which is more than what I paid for him. And we all know how we spend. I'm going to look for pet insurance today, by the way. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But don't you, don't you have a story similar to that? Yeah, Mike, our cat had a blockage of his intestine. And so we take him in very similar to you. And, you know, the whole family's freaking out and, and what's going to happen. And, you know, they're saying that this could cost, you know, $20,000, blah, blah, blah. To make a, a, a long story short is basically what they had to do was to go in and clip out the portion of the intestine that had the blockage and then stitch it back together. And so, Mike, not trying to one-up you, but $6,500 later, our cat is, is back to normal. And what's interesting, Mike, knowing you and knowing me, neither one of us questioned, you know, it wasn't a money to decision. It was, can you fix them? Which I think is so interesting, Mike, in the world that we live in so often, the objections that producers get is, wow, that seems like it's a lot of money. And here we spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to take care of our pet, but yet people won't spend hundreds of dollars to take care of their entire family. Chris, isn't that strange? I'm sitting here and you're 6,500 and I'm right around 3,500. That's 10 grand. 10 grand for animals. <laughs> Granted, they're pets and they're, they're, they're loved like there's no tomorrow. Just, but think about this for a second. These are our pets, a cat and a dog. What about our children? What would we do? We would go to the end of the earth, right? Correct. And so it goes back to the same old thing that you and I have talked about for two years now is we don't want to screw up our kids' lives ever. We just don't want to do it. And we talk about the amount of money spent. My, mine alone, yours alone would buy two disability policies. Mine would buy one for an entire year. And I, like you, didn't think twice about what the cost was going to be, only making sure that my dog was going to come home healthy. And by the grace of God and everything else, he's home and back today. And I got a sidebar that my children have learned that um, drugs are fine, I guess, but not for them because they didn't find this very funny at all. So there was a life lesson there. And it got me to thinking about we're heading into the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah for those of you that celebrate the Hanukkah season. It's always easier when it's right at Christmas time, but happy Hanukkah to all those out there celebrating the Hanukkah season and wishing you a most joyous and fun season, just like we have the holiday season coming. I mean, for me, Thanksgiving kicks off everything for the rest of the year. And you start thinking about the gift of giving and thinking about what to get somebody for Christmas. And I know this is going to sound really off, but if I was thinking, and I have a friend that does this, 
lives in Baltimore, Maryland, and his clients, some of them are getting older and some of his other clients, because his kids are college age. So he's younger than me and his kids are graduating from college and I have one in fifth grade, as you know. So <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but they're graduating. They're going on to law school, med school. They're doing various things in life. There's grandparents that are the same way that have kids that are, you know, grandkids that are doing that. And the idea of giving, I thought for my buddy, Willie was phenomenal. What he does is he suggests either birthdays, Christmas, this time of year, when somebody's mature enough to understand. So you just pass the bar, Chris, what greater gift could you give somebody than the gift of an income protection policy, which sounds really cheesy, that will last the rest of their life and prevent prevent at this point in time anything from happening because you and I know the most important thing in the world is is your insurability, right? Absolutely. I mean, we agree with that constantly. You know, I, I've said this a thousand times on this podcast. You know, your next visit to a physician could be the last time you're insurable for the rest of your life. And you just don't want to take that chance. So for anybody out there with kids that are that are going into the professional world and you're super proud of them or grandkids that are doing it's not just a doctor or a lawyer it could be an engineer it could be an architect it could be somebody that got their first job selling let me make oh we're not currently selling the Pfizer vaccine but let's say that you're out as a drug rep and you get your first job what better thing could you do for a child or a grandchild than to give them the gift that could keep on giving for the rest of their entire working career. And Chris, you and I both know if you get them a thousand dollars, let's say they go work for a big company and they got group insurance. Chris, you're only going to be able to get them a thousand dollars, correct? Or 1500. Yeah. But you got that future insurability option on there, Mike. Correct. You've got that future insurability option, which makes sure that they're insurable from age 24 to age 67 or whatever, and or 70. And that encompasses your entire working career what better idea can you do? And somebody might think it's cheesy in the beginning. And I guarantee you at some point in their life, they will thank you. You pray to God they don't use it. But if you have somebody use it five years from now that has twins, and I'm just making up a story here that has twins, and they're a young attorney making $250,000 a year, which is not bad for eight, under age 30. And they've got seven or eight grand a month because they have this feature insurability. And they find out that they've got something. No, they don't have something, Chris. They go skiing. They go skiing, and even people that wear helmets get hurt, right? Yes, sir. And suddenly something happens tragic, tragic. And this person is suddenly, you know, not able to work. They have a severe concussion. They break something, and they're not going to work for the next. And I'm not going to disable somebody for life. I'm going to make it easier. They break their legs severely, severely. To, you know, cracks, broken, and they're probably not going to, they may get to the point where they don't even walk again, but Chris, even better yet, they're going to recover, but it's going to take over a year, a year of rehab and hospitalization time. How do you practice law when that happens? Tell me, because make it easy for me. You'll be the insincere objection guy today. Tell me how you're going to practice. Mike, I will, I will say this, that what I've heard is, oh, you know, I could be in bed. I could still work. Chris, if you're, if I'm your client and you're in bed, I'm not coming to see you there. Well, Mike, I'm going to be honest. I'm not coming. Mike, you, you and I have both in our lifetime, we've experienced pain. And when we've had that pain, wherever it was back pain, leg pain, hip pain, the last thing we were thinking about was work. So it's, it's, but people are illogical when they say that. But the, here's the good news, Mike, and your idea, which I really, really love is that let's face it, the younger people, you know, we all experience this at a younger age, feel that we are invincible. So taking that first step many times is a hard first step. So if the parent or grandparent 
takes that out of the equation and says, I'm just going to buy it for you and I'm going to pay the premium for whether it's a year or two years or whatever it is. They've taken that first step. And let me, let me kind of give you an analogy here, Mike. When, when people talk about working out or they talk about running, working out or running is not the hard part. It's, it's getting to the gym or putting on the running shoes is the hard part. So the parents or grandparents can basically help them take the first step and then the, the kid can take it from there. And I think it's phenomenal. We have to give credit where credit's due. And our dear old friend, Mark Timbeck, tells the story that he did this for his son. And I asked him why. And he did it. And his son ultimately kept the policy. So that turned out to be really good. He's making good money, decided at some point, two or three years, I think it was, Chris, that he decided, Dad, I'll take this over now. I get it. And he hasn't had a, He didn't have a near-death experience or anything. He just became a little more responsible, as we're all supposed to as we get older. It's the idea, you know, about... Growing up, I mean, I've said this a million times too. Benjamin Button's just a movie. We all do the same thing. We get older, we get more mature, we get a little more frail. Everything happens to us. But Mark, I said, why would you do that? That's a great idea. And my buddy Willie Franklin also has done it a few times. Um, and he does it when he can. But check this out. I said, Mark, why did you do it? And he goes, two reasons. My kid doesn't want to live in my basement if he gets hurt or sick. And I don't want him in my basement if he gets hurt or sick. So if nothing else... That's the greatest answer. He's got an apartment, and if he gets hurt or sick, even breaks his leg snowboarding, guess what? He wouldn't have had the money to pay rent for 90 or 120 days, even that short amount of time. It would have happened that way. Kids live on a shoestring. This way, it had happened. He would have been able to pay his rent, continue to play his video games, and do whatever he does. So that being said, I don't care. I just thought of this this morning because of what I spent on my dog, what you spent on your cat, the holiday season. It doesn't have to be a Christmas gift. It can be an anytime gift. It can be a graduation gift. It can be a birthday gift, or it can just be a gift. But now's the time that we're writing checks and thinking about it. And somebody can get this done. Chris, you and I know if the carriers that are out there today, it'll be done in 72 hours by some carriers, correct? Exactly. And Mike, I just had another thought pop into my head. What if that policy had a return or premium feature on it? Then it's a win. It's a win. And there is a carrier out there that does return a premium. So that's something else to even consider. So you've got all the options out there. You're not going to have to buy a huge policy. And I guarantee you that there would be people that their parent, grandparent would buy one. And at some point in the future, they would probably let it lapse. But that's when it becomes incumbent upon us as the retail agents, the producers, the financial planners, to just remind them how important it is. Because if the grandparents or the parents buy it from and Mike Cogdell is their guy. Guess who Mike Cogdell's person is going to be as a client going forward? Their son or their grandson. And they may come in to be a Billy Gates or a Jeff Bezos for all I know. And I happen to be their finan his financial planner because he's never really or she has never really been exposed to anybody else. And even though I'm old and gray, they think I'm kind of cool. Well, Mike, it, it, another thing popped in my head, our good friend, Mike Vitolo, remember he talked about 30-day, two-year because everybody breaks their leg? Exactly. And so, I mean, you think about that, and it goes right back to the Mark Kimback story is, hey, look, even if his son were to break a leg or hurt, hurt his hip, which I know you've experienced, that he doesn't get to get kicked out of the apartment. Uh, and so that 30-day, the money comes you know, really quick, two years, which he'll be recovered by then. But then you throw on that return of premium. And then at age 65, now the kid's got a, a bucket of cash that he's probably not going to turn away. There's just so many options out there. The, the only thing that would be difficult is trying to get the minimum premium, right? 
for some of these people are as young as they are. But, but Mike, I, I think it's one of the things you said earlier, which is very, very important, is that a lot of these kids are going to be working for a company that has group LTD. But so buying that small individual policy that has that future purchase option and whether, whether it's an F, they call it an FIO or a benefit update or whatever the carrier calls it. Because we know, Mike, when you and I started in the workforce, we were going to have five jobs in our working lifetime. Kids today coming into the workforce are going to have seven careers, right? So, and part of those careers are probably going to be as an entrepreneur. So they're going to probably come in and out of group LTD coverage. So having that individual plan that they can take with them throughout their working lifetime, whether they're in a corporation or they're entrepreneurs, I think is really, really critical. So whenever it's time to do it, it should be done. And last but not least, be done. That means purchasing for somebody. And last but not least, I met with my financial planner yesterday who works with people that are closer to my age. And we started having this conversation. And when somebody now tells you, well, I only work with people that are affluent, one, you hear that all the time, right? And they're older. And we're working on more retirement planning. We just gave you the idea to give yourself a whole new plan. And you talk about underwriting on a 23-year-old or 25-year-old. Chris, you tell me how long that's going to take. <laughs> so you've now created an entire new market for yourself just by suggesting to somebody to give them the gift that keeps on giving and one that makes sense. Great idea. Mike, as always, great catching up with you. Great stories. And hopefully our listeners will take an idea or two from this. Yeah. And remember, my dog's out of rehab. Things are looking good. I got to take him hunting to make sure he remembers how to do it because my buddy said, you know what? What if he comes out of that hospital with a Grateful Dead tattoo and just lays <laughs> on the couch all day? And I got to hide the Doritos. So we'll see, my friend. Thank you. See ya. 